Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and 2022 starts the third year of this podcast and corresponding blog. I go through the Bible chapter by chapter, guiding you, even if you've never read the Bible before. Right now, I'm going through the Old Testament prophets, revealing how Bible prophecies that were written 700 years before Christ predict not just what was going to happen back then, but what happened when Jesus came. They even predict the end times and last days that are coming true right now. I pray that as you hear God's word, it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you. And as you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in hope, joy, and peace. Hey, new year, new life. Let's dig in. Ezekiel 20, inquiring minds want to know, and God tells the truth of their idolatrous past. Actions have consequences. If you don't learn from history, you are doomed to repeat it. And it's not necessarily your history that you need to learn from, but from past generations. It's all happened before in one way or another. In today's chapter, some of Judah's exiled leaders went to Ezekiel asking for a message from God. God gives them a piece of his mind, which should be a wake-up call for us, too. Let's dig in. Ezekiel 20, the rebellion of Israel. On August 14th, during the seventh year of King Jehoiakim's captivity, which that's 591 BC and three and a half years before the destruction of Jerusalem, and that you can find in 2 Kings 24 and 25, and I covered those already. So if you want to click on over to my blog, the link is in the show notes, and you can check out that story if you missed it. Some of the leaders of Israel came to request a message from the Lord. They sat down in front of me to wait for his reply. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, tell the leaders of Israel, this is what the sovereign Lord says. How dare you come to ask me for a message? As surely as I live, says the sovereign Lord, I will tell you nothing. Son of man, bring charges against them and condemn them. Make them realize how detestable the sins of their ancestors really were. Give them this message from the sovereign Lord. When I chose Israel, when I revealed myself to the descendants of Jacob in Egypt, I took a solemn oath that I, the Lord, would be their God. I took a solemn oath that day that I would bring them out of Egypt to a land I had discovered and explored for them, a good land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the best of all lands anywhere. Then I said to them, each of you, get rid of the vile images you are so obsessed with. Do not defile yourselves with the idols of Egypt for I am the Lord your God. But they rebelled against me and would not listen. They did not get rid of the vile images they were obsessed with or forsake the idols of Egypt. Then I threatened to pour out my fury on them to satisfy my anger while they were still in Egypt. But I didn't do it, for I acted to protect the honor of my name. I would not allow shame to be brought on my name among the surrounding nations who saw me reveal myself by bringing the Israelites out of Egypt. So I brought them out of Egypt and led them into the wilderness. There I gave them my decrees and regulations 
so they could find life by keeping them. And I gave them my Sabbath days of rest as a sign between them and me. It was to remind them that I am the Lord who had set them apart to be holy. But the people of Israel rebelled against me and they refused to obey my decrees there in the wilderness. They wouldn't obey my regulations even though obedience would have given them life. They also violated my Sabbath days. So I threatened to pour out my fury on them and I made plans to utterly consume them in the wilderness. But again, I held back in order to protect the honor of my name before the nations who had seen my power in bringing Israel out of Egypt. But I took a solemn oath against them in the wilderness. I swore I would not bring them into the land I had given them, a land flowing with milk and honey, the most beautiful place on earth, for they had rejected my regulations, refused to follow my decrees, and violated my Sabbath days. Their hearts were given to their idols. Nevertheless, I took pity on them and held back from destroying them in the wilderness. Then I warned their children not to follow in their parents' footsteps, defiling themselves with their idols. I am the Lord your God, I told them. Follow my decrees and pay attention to my regulations and keep my Sabbath days holy, for they are a sign to remind you that I am the Lord your God. But their children too rebelled against me. They refused to keep my decrees and follow my regulations. And even though obedience would have given them life, and they also violated my Sabbath days. So again, I threatened to pour out my fury on them in the wilderness. Nevertheless, I withdrew my judgment against them to protect the honor of my name before the nations that had seen my power in bringing them out of Egypt. But I took a solemn oath against them in the wilderness. I swore I would scatter them among the nations because they did not obey my regulations. They scorned my decrees and by violating my Sabbath days and longing for the idols of their ancestors. I gave them over to worthless decrees and regulations that would not lead to life. I let them pollute themselves with the very gifts I had given them. And I allowed them to give their firstborn children as offerings to their gods so I might devastate them and remind them that I alone am the Lord. Judgment and restoration. Therefore, son of man, give the people of Israel this message from the sovereign Lord. Your ancestors continued to blaspheme and betray me. For when I brought them into the land I had promised them, they offered sacrifices on every high hill and under every green tree they saw. They roused my fury as they offered up sacrifices to their gods. They brought their perfumes and incense and poured out their liquid offerings to them. I said to them, what is this high place where you are going? A kind of pagan shrine has been called Vama, high place, ever since. Therefore, give the people of Israel this message from the sovereign Lord. Do you plan to pollute yourselves just as your ancestors did? Do you intend to keep prostituting yourselves by worshiping vile images? For when you're, you offer gifts to them and give your little children to be burned as sacrifices, you continue to pollute yourselves with idols to this day. Should I allow you to ask for a message from me, O people of Israel? As sure as I live, says the sovereign Lord, I will tell you nothing.
you say, we want to be like the nations all around us who serve idols of wood and stone. But what you have in mind will never happen. As surely as I live, says the sovereign Lord, I will rule over you with an iron fist in great anger with awesome power. And in anger, I will reach out with my strong hand and powerful arm and I will bring you back from the lands where you are scattered. And I will bring you into the wilderness of the nations. And there I will judge you face to face. I will judge you there just as I did your ancestors in the wilderness after bringing them out of Egypt, says the sovereign Lord. I will examine you carefully and hold you to the terms of the covenant. I will purge you of all those who rebel and revolt against me, I will bring them out of the countries where they are in exile, but they will never enter the land of Israel. Then you will know that I am the Lord. As for you, O people of Israel, this is what the sovereign Lord says, go right ahead and worship your idols, but sooner or later you will obey me and stop bringing shame on my holy name by worshiping idols. For on my holy mountain, the great mountain of Israel, says the sovereign Lord, the people of Israel will someday worship me and I will accept them. There I will require that you bring me all your offerings and choice gifts and sacrifices. When I bring you home from exile, you will be like a pleasing sacrifice to me and I will display my holiness through you as all the nations watch. Then when I have brought you home to the land I promised with a solemn oath, I, to give your ancestors, you will know that I am the Lord. You will look back on all the ways you defiled yourself and I will hate yourselves and, and will hate yourselves because of the evil you have done. You will know that I am the Lord, O people of Israel, but I have honored my name by treating you mercifully in spite of your wickedness. I, the sovereign Lord, have spoken. Judgment against the Negev. Verse 45. Then this message came to me from the Lord, son of man, turn and face the south and speak out against it. Prophesy against the brushlands of the Negev. Tell the southern wilderness, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Hear the word of the Lord. I will set you on fire. Every tree, both green and dry, will be burned. The terrible flames will not be quenched and will scorch everything from south to north. And everyone in the world will see that I, the Lord, have set this fire it will not be put out then i said oh sovereign lord they are saying of me he only talks in riddles that's the end of ezekiel 20. (laughs) funny the people of jesus's day also said the same thing when he spoke in parables talking in riddles here's some key points while the jews were enslaved in egypt they took up the worship of the egyptian gods once in canaan they just replaced the egyptian gods with the canaanite gods Worshiping and venerating anyone or anything above God is idolatry. Even lighting a candle to Mary is a form of idolatry. Stop it and turn to Jesus. God acted for the sake of his name. If the Gentiles were going to leave their gods and worship him, he had to show them who was in charge. He had to show them that sin must be judged and actions have consequences. God's name is profaned among the nations today each time someone bows or lights a candle in front of an altar dedicated to Mary, prays or bows to a dead saint, 
kills an unborn child for the sake of convenience, has sex outside of marriage, cheats a friend or employer, bows to an unscrupulous government, does nothing to right a wrong, continues to sin, ignores or rejects the truth of the gospel of salvation, puts tradition before God's word and truth, and follows the last woke trend instead of Jesus' truth. Which one are you guilty of? Be sure of this. God knows and sees everything. God's promise of restoration. This is a promise not just for the exiled Jews, but for the future Jews. Pastor Sandy Adams explains, quote, Realize Jerusalem is on the verge of a siege and a scattering at the hands of the Babylonians. Yet this prophecy looks beyond the local and immediate. Ezekiel predicts a regathering of Jews, not simply from exile in Babylon, but from countries, plural. This is why I believe Ezekiel is prophesying of the end times Jews and a regathering to Israel that will occur at the end of the Great Tribulation. Actually, that's happening now. If you click on over to my blog and click um, on the um, end times Bible prophecy um, news that, I mean, end times last, day, last, last days uh, news that are happening now that's from Bible prophecy. One of them is that um, uh, Israel is looking to, to uh, extract 75,000 Jews from Ukraine. So, and slowly they're, they're doing that from different countries. Um, Notice God will plead his case with these Jews in the same place he pleaded his case when he brought them out of Egypt. That wilderness is spoken of in Isaiah 16. It's in the south of Israel near the rock city of Petra. In Petra, God will plead with these future Jews face to face. And that was from Sandy Adams. If you want to listen to his whole um, message on this chapter, click on over to my blog. Asking with the right motives. How many times have you prayed to God for something and felt like he ignored you? Well, are you asking with the right motives? Are you asking with a contrite heart and a repentant heart? James tells us in James 4, starting in verse 2, you want what you don't have. So you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it. So you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. You adulterers, don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again, if you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. We are told in Psalm 66, verse 18, if I had not confessed the sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. And finally, if you want God to hear you and respond, pray this sincerely. It's from Psalm 139, verse 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you. Lead me along the path of everlasting life. And when you pray, pray that, shut up. 
turn off any noise, any distractions, and listen for a message from God, for an idea, for a conviction, for saying like, oh, I better not do that. Uh, you better not do that. You better not watch that. You better stop watching that. You know, like, I don't think you should watch that anymore. You know, you're gonna, those thoughts are going to go through your mind. And that's God telling you what you need to clean up in your life. Are you ready to get right with God? So what are you waiting for? Invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift of grace and confident hope of eternal life. If you don't know what to say, you don't know what to do. There's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over my blog and click where it says, how to invite Jesus into your heart. And at the bottom of today's blog, I embedded um, a new song that I just heard in church this morning. Um, it's called You'll Come. And I also uh, embedded a really short video from Amir Sarfati, Be Encouraged That God Is On The Move. And it's a very important and very appropriate message for the times that we're in. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. Are you a born-again Christian with Catholic friends or family members? Have you struggled with how to bring up the truth of Jesus' salvation? I had the same problem. So I put together a free ebook, The Catholic Mission Field in Our Backyards. It's a guide to help you start the conversation and plant the seed that will get them thinking, am I missing something? Check it out. It's a free download on my website. You'll find the link in the show notes. Oh, please let me know if it helped you. If you're a born-again believer helping a Catholic friend or family member start reading the Bible, it's a great idea to give them one. But which version or translation would be a good one for them? There are too many to choose from. As a former Catholic, it helped me to have a Bible translation in plain, everyday English. And I know many evangelical Christians are very much attached to the King James Version. That's fine if that's what you grew up with. Remember, Catholics have grown up with priests and nuns telling them they don't need to read the Bible. All they have to do is trust the church to teach them what they need to know, only they don't, and that's the problem. When I first started going back to church, a well-meaning friend told me to get a King James Version. Well, guess what? I got frustrated with the these and thous and stopped reading it, totally defeating the purpose. Eventually, I got the new international version, or the NIV, and that was the best for a new Christian to get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. Today, I also study from the New King James Version, or NKJV, and the New Living Translation, the NLT. I'm now an affiliate of Christian Book Distributors, and I've chosen three study Bibles that will be a great gift for that Catholic or progressive friend whom you'd like to help get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. They are also a great, they're also great for the new Christian believer. Check them out. The link is in the show notes. And by the way, all commissions will be donated to one or more of the Bible translating ministries listed on my site. So give the gift of the word of God and help spread the word while you're at it. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, 
feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3.9, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.